Hey all, I'm Kevin Kaufman, one half of the Kevin and Fred Show. This is our podcast and we thank you so much for listening to it, where we bring you real estate information five days a week. On Monday, I interview an expert in the industry. On Tuesday, we bring to you the industry headlines, all of the happenings over the last seven days going on in the industry. On Wednesdays and Fridays, we bring you a segment called iMinute, which is all about the iBuyer space in a short one to two minute format. And on Thursdays, we bring to you our weekly business tips. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. We would love to hear your feedback. Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. Hey guys, this is Kevin, and I wanted to take a moment to invite you to our event, NLA Live, stands for Next Level Agents Live. NLA Live is an event we've put on now for, this will be the third consecutive year. We're expecting as many as 800 attendees, uh, some of whom are the top producers around the country, other up-and-comers that you've never heard of. People, you're going to meet so many people that have been in your shoes, face the same problems you have, the same problems you deal with in your business day in, day out. And they know the path because they've been through the same obstacles. And we'll have some of the people that are a little further down the road as well. Uh, you'll be with your own people. It doesn't matter if you're a single agent, if you're on a team, if you're in a leadership position, a top producer, or an up-and-comer. Uh, we have got it all. Plus, we're going to have like a happy hour and some on-site activities that will ensure you have an ample opportunity to connect with the other attendees and really build your network. You'll leave NLA Live having met, networked, and formed alliances with other agents all around the country, and most importantly, with actionable items that you can take home to your business. So consider joining us. NLALive.com is the website. NLALive.com is our website. We'd love to see you there. Hey guys, Kevin here, and today I'm so excited to announce our guest, making his second appearance on the show, Joshua Smith. Joshua Smith of the GSD podcast, um, the GSD Joshua Smith Food Camp and so much more. This guy is awesome. He's become a friend. He's become a mentor to me as well over the years. He's here in Phoenix locally. His team sells 600 plus homes a year, um, but he does so much more than that. Josh is just one of the coolest guys. He works on himself constantly. He's always giving back to our industry. We had a really cool conversation here, which I think you're going to like. More than that, though, Josh is just, the guy's just a giver, and because of that, he's agreed to and is coming back to speak at NLA Live this year. So he was one of our featured speakers at our first event, NLA Live number one in 2018. And he's coming back this year. April 23rd through the 25th is our event. You can find all of the details at nlalive.com. That is nlalive.com. It's April 23rd through the 25th here in the Phoenix area. Josh is going to absolutely crush it. He's got a talk that he's going to give about how to master your mindset and your strategy. Now, he said that he wanted to hit on these two main things, which in his opinion are the only things that matter when it comes to creating success in any aspect of business or life. And at this point, with Josh's results, I believe the guy. Um, he, again, he's meant so much to me and so much to this industry over the years. He's just a cool guy. He very rarely goes out and does speaking um, opportunities for other people, people's events outside of his own. So it's truly a pleasure of ours. We're truly fortunate that he's willing to come out and give back to our group air at NLA Live 2020. So if you haven't registered yet, time is running out, nlalive.com. Check it out. Join us in April. You will absolutely not be disappointed. And enjoy today's show. 
All right, Next Level Podcast listeners, we're back. And today I'm joined again by my good friend, uh, Joshua Smith. Josh, how's it going, brother? Uh, it's going amazing, dude. Thank you so much for having me on a second time, man. Honored to be here, bro. Yeah, man, me too. Uh, you were probably one of our first three or four guests on the show uh, when we started this in late 2018. And uh, excited to kind of run it back with you and catch up with you. It's been a while since, since we had a chance to chat. Yeah, man. It's, it's, you know, it's funny because we're in the same markets, but you know, it, it's like we always meet up when we're out of state, you know, right. Nope. And, uh, you know, and we get it run busy, busy businesses and kids and family, but yeah, every time we get a chance to catch up and mastermind, man, it's always, uh, always expands my mind, dude. So I love it. No doubt, man. Same, uh, same here. I, uh, I feel bad for that. I didn't record it. Cause we, I felt like I just had a masterclass uh, with you offline before we started hitting <laughs> record, but I have a feeling we'll have some good stuff for the listeners today. So why don't we catch up? So anybody who hasn't listened uh, to the first episode, we'll link to that here in the show notes. So uh, that'll kind of give you a little more of Josh's background and his story kind of pre uh, pre real estate and, and really how he's taken his business to a new level. Um, but dude, what I want to jump into, Josh, since here we are, it's, it's early 2020, man. Things, a lot of things are changing in the real estate industry, right? Um, let's catch up with what's going on with your real estate team today and your real estate business. Uh, and then let's kind of, let's kind of move that in, then into the kind of the marketing aspect, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say this, man, the, the, the first thing, and this isn't just with my real estate business, it's just success in any aspect of life, um, <clears throat> is but it's more important now today than ever before, right? Um, is learning to guard your focus, right? Learning to, to be laser focused and, and control that focus, man. The number one enemy that exists out there, dude, it's like real estate agents are, you know, like, oh, my competitor's doing this or they're freaked out by Zillow or whatever. I'm like, none of that fucking Matt. Like that is not you, enemy number one right now. Enemy number one is distractions, Right. Um, and uh, distractions are, are it's it's getting to the point where if you don't have an intentional focus plan or to eliminate distraction plan or whatever the hell you want to call it, dude, you're going to be fucked. You know, right. And it's not going to be Zillow that puts you out of business. It's going to be yourself that puts you out of business. And yes. and what I mean by this, if you look at Instagram, Facebook, I mean, beautiful, amazing, epic tools to help you expand and grow your business. Right. Um, but you can't allow yourself to be a spectator on these because what they're brilliant at is at creating spectators, distracting you. Right. So, um, and then also, I mean, people just have a way of, of disrupting us like they've never had before, reaching us like they've never had before. The average person now is receiving what 3,000 is sold commercially 3,000 times each and every day. We don't have the mental capacity to handle it. So, yeah. um, uh, if we look at like what is my biggest focus uh, in 2020, it's controlling my focus. Right. Um, and I truly believe that he or she that learns to control their focus at the highest possible level. Um, is are the ones that are gonna gonna be on top, and and so what does that mean? Focus is your ability to say no, you know, right? So uh, what I do, and, and not to go too deep into this because I want to get into marketing here, but the the reality is you never be effective at marketing and being able to learn the the stuff you got to learn about marketing if you don't control your focus, right? Um, so get very clear on what it is that you want, and I'm not just talking about you know get your life plan together, what what you truly want with with your life, build your business the right way that way. Um, but let's just say on an annual basis, all right, what is it like recording this in 2020? So I'll talk about 2020, but what are your exact goals, right? Your real estate business goals, multiple businesses like I do, like what are those goals in those areas? Um, 
clarity on your health goal, family goals, right? Like all the things that are most important to you to happen that must happen in 2020 for this to be a win, right? Um, and then make sure that you're every single day, daily planning and daily reflecting uh, to make sure that nothing that gets on your agenda is not getting you one step closer to accomplishing those goals. Like if it, dude, if it is not in direct alignment with one of those, it's got to be a hell no. You know, right? It's either a hell yes is getting me one step closer to my goal, or it's a hell no. Every meeting, every get together, everything that you do um, it has to be aligned with that, right? So, do my daily plan, um, and then you know everybody talks about time blocking, but it's again more important than ever before, dude. Right? So, be diligent on your time blocking. Like, well, you know, you hear, I'm sure you're on your podcast with all your guests talking about social media and the power of social media and all these different shit that you can do in there and email marketing and all of that's great, but it also opens us up to become so ungodly reactive, you know, right. Um, I know we both have a, a mutual friend, Rachel Adams. I don't know if you, have you ever had her on the podcast? You know, not yet. Her and I keep uh, texting each other and Dude. getting on the phone, but we've yet to link up on this. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Get her on the podcast. Man, she is so epic. So badass, Right. So, you know, this is a, a lady with a, a mega team out of Sacramento, California. And they do, you know, last year, and she has a small team. I think it's only like her and four other agents, you know, right? did 70 million in, in gross volume sales last year, but 120 some of her deals. I think it's like 124, 127, whatever. Um, I just talked to her about this for like an hour just the other day. Um, uh, were from social media, not one paid ad. Like this is all just, yeah. you know, through organic, whatever. But she, you know, she's breaking down all of what she's doing and going through there. Um, but you know, what people don't understand is, how time blocked and intentional she is, you know, right? So yeah, she's on there for two hours a day, but like it's time blocked. Yep. The other 22 hours out of the day, she is not fucking checking her, her cell phone, you know, right? Um, and I, when I mean that, of course, she's taking calls and text messages, but you know, even when it comes to me opening my emails, checking text messages, when I'm returning te text messages, um, uh, uh, returning to whatever, Facebook, anything I'm doing in there, like it is committed. It's a task that's committed to the calendar I went to the extreme where like I install Facebook newsfeed eradicators and take social media off my phone, <laughs> you know, right. Just to stay laser focused. And I know you might be listening like, what the, what, why are we going on this tangent? Dude, I'm telling you right now, like the, the number one question I get from people is like, how do you get so much done? You know, right. You got yeah. six different companies and, and, you know, spend a ton of time with your family and your kids and take care of your health. And, you know, you travel all over and speak all over and then you have, you know, thousands of coaching clients and like, how do you, how do you get it all done? And I'm like, dude, like my day, like I'm bored throughout the day, probably more than like, I'm stressed and hustling. Like I'm not hustling and grinding like most where I'm hustling and grinding is controlling my focus. So if I just eliminate those distractions, then I have more than enough time to go out there and dominate at the shit that's important to me. Um, so sorry for that tangent there, but oh, um, dude, you actually, you just reminded me of something and I, I I'm going to put you on the spot just only cause I just thought of this. Like I, I loved it, dude. I sent you a text a few months ago cause I had a question and you freaking emailed me back instead of texting me back. Cause you had a flip phone. You're like, dude, I got your text, but I can't respond to it. So I'm responding via email cause I don't want to leave you hanging. Uh, so I love that. Do you, are you sticking with the flip phone? You know, I did it for six months. I just went back to the iPhone and, and the reason being is, and this is the only reason, right? And I hate everything else about the, the iPhone or whatever, <laughs> but my daughter just got to the age where we got her, her first phone. And of course, you know, she wants an iPhone with all the apps. Of course. So, you know, the old school flip phones, dude, I actually have it well, somewhere down here, my the old flip phone that I got, um, 
But you remember like you had to hit the thing three times, like the button three times for a letter. So it would literally take me five minutes to craft a, you know, hey, babe, on my way home from the office, love you, you know, right? Like that would take five minutes. So now I'm like, okay, finally I have the one person like, or somebody in my life I really want to text and now I can't text them, you know, right? So, so that was a big thing. And then like, there was some inconveniences, like when I need to grab an Uber, like I, I couldn't get an Uber. I just fucking have to call a taxi, you know, right? And wait around, you know? So, um, but I, I went six straight months long enough um, to where I became the boss of my phone. My phone was no longer the boss of me, you know, That's right? Cool. So yeah, I got this iPhone here, but dude, it's silent mode all day long. It's, you know, right? Like I'm never check. Like again, I have one day, one time a day where I check my text messages. I check my emails. That's it. Right. Um, so yeah. And, and the reason I, I went six months is because I, I knew that like we're all addicted to the habit, you know, right. Of, of being distracted, checking our phones all the time. Right. So, and when I quit drinking and gave it, cause I had a bad drinking problem, uh, uh, about six years ago, maybe five years ago. And uh, I was like, dude, I, I got to quit this, man. Like I was, I was freaking, I mean, I was cracking beers every day by noon, you know, drinking like a fucking case a day. Right. Um, and uh, so I went six months, um, well, I went a full year without having a sip of alcohol. And then I just wanted to reintroduce it to see if I actually mastered it. And now today I just very rarely ever even drink, right. Just special occasions and maybe a fucking beer, you know, right. Um, but going through that, dude, it was six months where like I had to have it out of my world, meaning not inside my house. I didn't go to any restaurants or anywhere that would, I know I'd be put in a weak, weak like place where I'd be tempted. Didn't go to any barbecues, social gatherings, like for six months of my life, dude, I, I stayed away from any environment where I could be tempted to drink. And it took, but it took that full six months before I could go to, you know, out to dinner with some friends and them having a drink and me to have the willpower and the strength to say no. You know, right? So I just eliminated that shit. And I want that's you know why I came up with the six month plan for my cell phone. Um, but then, and, and the other thing too is I wanted to wasn't just to break the habit. It was also like, look, there's a lot of important shit that we do on our cell phone, but they can all be done through our computers as well and through tablets and, and other things. So I had to also create new communication processes and systems. You know, for my my you know, because I have between all my companies, I have over 100 people that work directly for me, and there's a lot of communication that needs to happen. And most of them are used to texting, you know, right? So we had to create all different systems um, uh, where I wouldn't be reliant on my, you know, living on my phone every single day. But I wanted to do the same thing for them. You know, one thing I, I get asked all the time from other big teams that operate about the same, you know, size my team is, you know, right? So we're doing, you know, 600 units a year or so with two transaction coordinators. You know, right? And I get people ask me, I was like, how, how do they do it? How do they have that capacity, right? I have two transaction coordinators, uh, a, a you know, full-time office manager that really is, is the team leader. She's replaced me. Um, and then one full-time listing coordinator. And I've fully exited, right? So I'm like 10 minutes a week in, in my team involvement. And so our staff is like, we're so lean on staff compared to teams that are my size, right? Um, and I get asked all the time, like, dude, how do you run it that way? Like, how do they have the capacity? I'm like, dude, we just make sure we eliminate those distractions. Like I get eight hours of work out of the average employee, dude, like you're talking three and a half hours of work that they're actually doing, you know, right. Um, it's, it's, uh, and then you look at some of the other statistics, dude, it's, it's crazy, right? Like I think it's seven text messages um, or a text message every seven minutes or something on average. 
that the person's doing. Uh, Jesus. Um, but then, dude, last year alone, there was over 5,000 deaths in the United States from people fucking texting while they were walking, like running off, like walking off cliffs, walking into fucking traffic. And that's something that in, people that got injured, that's a death, you know, right? Like, I'm just like, dude, I don't want to be glued to this thing, man. I, I just, I want to live life, man. And, and, and be able to operate my businesses and be more focused and productive. So yeah, I created the six month, you know, uh, sabbatical and, you know, not saying for others to go to that extreme, but just, you know, turn off your notifications, turn off your alerts. Like just don't be reactive, right? Yeah. Like, you run it. Don't let it run. You have dedicated schedule times where you check your Facebook, check your messages, check your text, check your, and I created a, a, a video recently about schedules for real estate agents on my podcast. And you know, I was like, look, before I got into the real estate industry, I was running health clubs, right? And when I, like, I was, you know, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., like Monday through Friday, right? And none of my friends, none of my family members, my wife, they weren't blowing me up, like, while I was at work. They didn't want to have fucking work. The second I got into real estate and became self-employed, like, everybody's <laughs> blowing me up all the time, you know, right? And, like, my first conversation I had to start having with people was like, dude, look, don't call me. Like, here's the hours you cannot call me to chat, right? We can chat after hours, but don't fucking interrupt my day right? Um, like, we got to treat this like a business, show up like a business. And, you know, it's kind of funny, like, we, we, when we're working for somebody else, and they're paying us for our time, like we treat that, you know, that time intentional, and we don't want to waste their time, because that's really stealing out of their cash register. However, like, do we treat ourselves in our own time, like shit, the mo most people, you know, right? They don't have that. Like, why wouldn't you value your money and your time more so than anybody else's and, and just get intentional with your time? So damn true, dude. Uh, I'll share this with you. Just, uh, I haven't gone to the extreme that you have, but one thing I did was I, um, started committing to having, having time like without the phone on at all. So, uh, pretty much I haven't done it as much this month, this month being January when you and I recorded actually January 31st. Um, I'll do it tomorrow, but I've, but for the most part, once a week for the last few months, I've started committing to one day at a minimum sundown or excuse me, sun up to sundown, no phone, like don't get to touch it at all. Uh, and so I just leave it off. Uh, I turn it on in the morning, although I, it's on airplane mode. I'll put it in airplane, airplane mode the night before I'll open up my aura ring app. So that can update when I, when I wake up and then I don't touch my phone again the rest of the day. My commitment has been sundown, sun up to sundown, but I've pretty much left it off for 36 to 40 hours at a time every time I go to do that. And I got to tell you, man, it's so fucking nice to like not have it. Like actually the hardest part is turning it off. Once it's turned off, bro, like I've started reading physical books again instead of just listening to audio books. Uh, obviously, you know, you spend more time with your kids, like you're forced. It's kind of like when I'm telling my kids, like I want them to be bored at times because it forces them to think about what they could be doing or just think period. Uh, and so I, I love that. Like I've got a flip phone, uh, as a second line that I'll use for it. You know, if I go somewhere in case of emergency type of deal, like we went and bought a flip phone maybe three or four months ago, nobody has a number, but like my wife and Fred, like yeah. and my, maybe my, I think my brother might have it. Um, but it's, it's basically emergency only because yes, for the same reason, just a, like a different method I've done it. And I got to tell you, man, like the mental break that it brings has been, has been pretty phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent dude. Cool. I, I, well, I wasn't expecting we'd go there, but I'm, I'm glad we did dude. That was a good talk. So <laughs> you and I were talking off air bro about marketing and uh, I'm really, I'm really glad cause I've got a couple other podcast uh, guests lined up uh, that I'm going to record with next month. One specific who, who's around copywriting. 
and the importance of copywriting. So you and I were talking about marketing and just the principles of that. And when I look at your businesses, obviously you've got the real estate team, uh, you've got the boot camp, speaking, um, you've got the software, right? You know, the CRM, et cetera. Uh, and I know you've got other businesses as well. Uh, like, so marketing is a part of what you're doing like every day. So talk to me about kind of your journey around marketing. Cause I know you've spent not just time, but money and resources and effort into kind of learning this stuff and like catch us up to where your head's at right now in early 2020 when it comes to marketing and, and how important that is. Yeah. You know, luckily for, for me anyway, marketing is one of my loves, you know, right? Like when it comes to business, I, I have two main huge loves, you know, one is developing systems of processes. I'm just a geek like that. And then I love marketing. So for me, dude, if I'm not grinding like myself, like my face is stuffed in, in a book, you know, right. And, and just learning, learning, learning as much as I possibly can. Cause I, I love it. Right. Um, but when it comes to look, you get, you got, you got, when I talk about this and these, these tactics that, are, that I'm going to walk you guys through, this applies, it doesn't matter if you're marketing or prospecting, right? I mean, the difference really is, is marketing is usually you're, you're inserting capital, you know, right? Um, in, into something to go out there and market yourself or prospecting your trading time, right? Um, but I will say this, one important thing, you guys, uh, uh, which I'll circle back to in a, in a minute here where this will make sense, but you've got to get clarity on okay in the long game long term what what type of a life do i want my business to allow me to live one of the big mistakes i made early on in my career is look i never made more than 10 bucks an hour before i got into real estate like i dude i was always broke as a joke again you know college dropout like i was just sick of being broke so i just wanted to make money my only focus was around money well after a few years you know into the real estate business hit the ground hard, you know, running hard and, and had a lot of instant success, right? But here I am now making more money than I ever even thought was possible to make at least that early on in my career. You know, I was making $780,000 a year on a net basis, but I was more miserable than I ever was before, even when I was broke, right? Because I'm working 4 a.m. to midnight, some, you know, pulling a lot of all-nighters at the office. And dude, like I, I was in my 20s and I literally thought I was going to have a fucking heart attack, right? um just the stress and and whatever so at that point like i i had a lot of thoughts about just quitting the business even though i didn't want to leave the money but i'm like dude i'd rather go back to making 10 bucks an hour than deal with this shit like it's no quality of life right um so but the mistake i made was not getting clear on again what i wanted what i truly valued most from business you look at this like with business right it's like okay hey, i'm willing to sacrifice you know let's just say five ten years however long it takes right? Um, a blood, sweat, tears. And again, sacrificing, there's a lot you have to sacrifice in your life to build a business. But eventually, if I'm going to make those investments, you know, right, not just monetary, but again, the stress, the blood, sweat, tears, you know, right? Experiences with family, you know, whatever, like eventually it's got to give back to me, right? So it's like, okay, hey, if I'm going to do all of this, what eventually must this business reciprocate for this to be worth it? Right. So when I sort of boiling this down, like, okay, what do I, what do I honor more than anything? Right. When it comes to, to, well, just life and business in general. Right. And of course, you know, people might take this the wrong way because they're like, well, what about your family? Well, these things allow me to do all the things I want to do with my family. Right. But it's, it's uh, uh, freedom of location um, and freedom of schedule, you know, right. Like I want to have full control of those two things. Now I'm one of these guys that I do love to work. Like retirement is for the only cuss word in my fucking dictionary, right? Or my vocabulary. Like, like to me, I love working, but it becomes a different, like 
where you're at, where I'm at in business, of course, building this, I had to do a lot of shit I didn't enjoy doing. Now I get to just do all the shit that's fun to me that I love doing, right? So it becomes, you know, there's times where I didn't always love the hat I was wearing in the moment as I was building this, but like, I love to work, but I want to be able to work where I want to work and I want to be able to get the work done on my time and my schedule, right? So, um, so with that being said, why does that then, how does that apply to when it comes to marketing? Well, before you start picking your lead generation strategies, like you want to get very clear on that because then from there, okay, I cannot build a business around, let's just say circle prospecting or door knocking, right? Or anything where I'm having to trade time for money. Like, okay, maybe I'm knocking a hundred doors a day. Well, that means I got to show up at a specific place, specific time, knock these hundred doors every single day and do that. Right? I don't, it isn't congruent with what I want at the end of the day, you know, right? Um, so you got to get clarity on that. Then from there, the second component to, to having success with uh, massive success with, with your marketing. And this is, this is, we're going to talk about a strategy. And I want you guys to understand the difference between strategy and tactics, right? So a tactic is for sell by owners, YouTube videos, Facebook, right? That's the medium, the direct mail, you know, whatever. Those are just tactics, right? Um, now, strategy is your effective plan to execute on those tactics, right? And when you understand marketing strategy, here's what's dope about this. Now, you and I, Kevin, have been in this industry for a long time. You know, I'm going on now 15 years in this industry um, and jumped into the biggest boom we've ever seen, followed by the biggest crash to, you know, correction, a lot of ups and downs in between. And my business has been able to grow each and every year and do really well and thrive regardless of the market conditions. And here's why, because I understand marketing strategy. I learned this on an early age in the industry and I was able to apply it, right? So then it doesn't matter if I'm going after a, a you know, for sale by owners, going after divorce, you know, div like maybe I want clients that are going through a divorce. That's going to be my ideal client or, you know, REO going after asset managers or hedge funds or I buyers or Facebook. It, it, it doesn't matter, you know, right? It, when you're applying a marketing strategy, marketing strategy is the same to each of those. And I'll break all this down as we go through. So your question though, and this is something I, I, I'm always trying to stress as much as I can. There is no such thing as a good or bad market. Like get that shit out of your head, yep. right? It's always good for somebody. So our job as real estate professionals is to always be identifying whom is the market good for, like with the conditions that we have right now, like, like who's got the business, right? Um, and then bam, apply your marketing strategy to whomever that is. And then I'll break down what marketing strategy is here. Um, um, but in order to do this, because again, part of this is going to be identifying your lead generation methods. So you got to get clear on the lifestyle you eventually want, because otherwise you're going to get burnout, right? Like if you, if you, I mean, you can go 10 years consistently of hard work, grind and hustle. If you know what you're working for and towards, right? Um, but if you don't, dude, you're going to burn out. So uh, uh, got to get clarity on that. Then from there, get very clear on who your ideal client is. And this is something I just not talked a lot about in real estate, unfortunately. Um, so it took me getting outside of real estate and starting other companies to really master this concept and apply it to the next level of my real estate business, right? Because in every other industry, it's the, the first thing that you start with, right? Um, but again, getting very clear on your ideal client, which is yeah. identifying who do you want to work with? Who do you enjoy working with? Who do you connect with the best, right? Um, and then identifying, okay, like where do these people live? Where are they moving to? Where are they congregating? Um, um, and then from there, I can also identify, well, how do they do business? Let's just say, for example, I'm your ideal client right? Um, and you're going to start trying to circle prospect me. You're never going to get me to answer my phone. I never answer my phone ever, dude, right? Like springer's always off, 
right? And then if I yep. ever happen to look at it and, and I see the caller ID and if I don't know who, who it is and it's not somebody that's in there, and I only have like a dozen people plugged in there, right? Like I'm never going to fucking answer it. And then you get to my voicemail box, right? There's a, it's just a, you've reached 480, well call it, you know, right? 480-794-0902, right? You're going to get the, sorry, this voicemail box is full. I right? so you can't get me that way. Okay, try to get me on email. How are you going to get me on email, right? Like I have an executive assistant that manages my email and she deletes like, and like she knows my business partners and the shit that needs to get to me. She filters everything out. Like I, I'm not going to, your email is not going to get to me. You know, right? So you got to then identify like, how am I going to get to my ideal client? Where do they do business? Where are their eyeballs at? Like how do I get their attention if you will, right? Um, so, it, so my ideal client, um, and let me take one step back with this because like, there's a, a good way, if you've been in the business for a while, a good way to do this is just go through and just do this, you know, close your eyes and just try to remember the clients you've had in the past that, again, you enjoyed working with the best, that you connected with the best, that it felt like you were homies, you were friends throughout the process, you know, and you were just getting paid a lot of money to help friends, you know, right? That after the fact, they're inviting you to barbecues, their kids' birthdays and sending you, you know, a lot of referrals. Like those are the people you want to target and work with. Like this industry, like don't go work with pain in the ass motherfucking people, you know, right? Like work yes. with people that you enjoy and love working with, right? It's just, it's silly to go out there and have to do business and put up with a bunch of bullshit with people that you don't like working with, right? Um, uh, now, if you haven't been in the business, because this is a question I get a lot, well, dude, I'm brand new, right? Well, then think about like your past career, you know, right? Like just, again, create connected dots. Or maybe you're just out of you're just out of school, you're jumping in this industry, 18 or 19 years old. All right, well, who are the people that again, like who are your people? Who do you connect with the best? Think about like your kids' school, the gym, like who what's your circle? What are the commonality of the people that you enjoy hanging out with the best, conversing with the best, you know, right? Like we all have experience with a lot of people in our lives, you know, right? So so identify that. Now for me, um, because I'm extremely lazy. Right. Um, which people see, you know, like GSD mode and, and you know, my trademark of my brand there. And it stands for get shit done. They, they, you know, think shit, that just means that Josh is grinding all day long. I'm like, no, dude, that means I get shit done. Like I want to, I want to look for the easiest and, and best way to maximize it with the least amount of fucking effort. That's what I want to do. Right. Like I want to get shit done in life and then get shit done or get shit done in business so I can get the shit done in life. I want to get done. Right. So then for me, I'm always asking like, well, how do I, how do I milk this thing for more? You know, right. Um, so like give you an example of my ideal client here in Phoenix, Arizona um, is 28 to 42 year old married couples that have young kids at home that are living in the suburbs, uh, buying single family attached homes, uh, 250 to $400,000 price point, And they're uh, move up buyers. Right. So they're not first time buyers. So these people already have a home to sell. Right. So then I'm targeting them very, let's just say like my Facebook ads, right? Like I know where they currently live. I know what their pains are, what they want, right? I'm targeting with what they want. So this is going to be typically a three bed, two bath, 1500 square foot, you know, a first time style home here in the area, right? Now they're married. They've been in the house for five to seven years. They, they've got two kids. They're, they're bursting out of the seams. Like they're experiencing pain every single day that they're living inside that residence, Right. Well, again, now I know what they want, man, just because I've worked with enough of them over the years. Right. We just sold over 6,000 homes. So we know what our client wants, but um, uh, they want 2,500 plus square feet, four, four plus bedrooms, you know, two and a half or three bed uh, bathrooms plus yep. swimming pool. Right. So I'm just making sure that my ads show up in front of where they are. Now, here's the cool thing about this, though. They reach out to me on the buy side. 
So I get the connection with them on the buy side, right? So we talk about the buying. Of course, we were able to identify that they have a home to sell. But before we start talking about their home to sell, like going through a listing presentation, hey, let's go make sure that what you are looking for is out there and that we can make this a reality. So, of course, we're getting pre-qualified what all this looks like. Let's go, so we get them really excited on the buy process, right? Well, then now, once we are, are certain we can make that a reality, now it's like, okay, it's just part of the process that we got to list the house, right? So 38% of, of our buyer clients that come in end up buying and selling from us. Now, I also only have one marketing cost, right? Like my Facebook ad cost is a $242 cost per acquisition. I mean, that's, you know, how many, how much I have to spend to get one sale, right? But 38% of those that ends up being two properties. So double the commission, right? But then also with this, right? Because I've been very intentional about who my ideal client is and being strategic with this. Um, I don't go, I'm not going against discounters. I'm not having to like the commission question never comes up, you know, right. They're not interviewing multiple agents. Again, it's just part of the process because where do you build the relationship and the trust element is typically on the buy side, you know, right. And now they're excited about the goal. They're, they're, they're sold on the dream at this point, you know, right. Um, and it's just a much easier process. So, so identify your ideal client. Now that you know your ideal client and have your ideal client, right? You got to understand that all sales is hundred percent pain and pleasure. I just talked about this a moment ago and this doesn't matter if it's real estate, all anything that anybody does or buys or whatever dude, it's about pain and pleasure. They're experiencing some type of pain and they want to get out of that pain and get to a pleasure. Some, uh, uh, you know, marketers will call it heaven and hell or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, so their pain, as I said before is, they're, they're living in a, in a house that bursting out of the seams with. It's uncomfortable, you know, right? Um, plus, they're more established. They're making it now in their careers. So it's also like an emotional ego hit to them. Like they want to have a house that they're proud of pulling up now, that they're, maybe their parents or their friends pull up to and are proud, right? Because, I mean, let's face it. Like let's, give a, like, let's get real. Like we all have a fucking ego at the end of the day. For sure. You know, right? And it all matters, you know, as much as I've tried to go like, the whole minimalism shit and detach from my ego and doing all the spirituality work. Like the reality is like when my in-laws come into town, like I want them to be like, fuck dude, my son-in-law's, you know, taking great damn care of my daughter. Like, like no matter what deep down, like we all kind of want that right uh, to a way. So they have that emotional component going on, you know? Right. Um, so I know, but then again, I know what they want. The pleasure is the four bed, you know, with the pool, you know, right. The three car garage, you know, right. Of, of what they're looking for there. So you got to know the, the pain and pleasure um, that they're experiencing. So, so that let's talk about like REO, right? Okay. Well, an REO, it went from traditional business and Kevin and I are in the same market. So we know it's like traditional and then boom, felt like overnight. Now it's short sales and REO, right? So as I was getting to REO again, I'm like, okay, what's the pain and pleasure that an asset manager has? Well, dude, they have all these property that they have to rely on these agents. They have dedicated timelines that need to be hit. And they can't get a hold of their agents, you know, right? They just can't get the task done that they need to get done, right? So I just started uh, buying lists and reaching out to every single asset manager, every, every single Friday and every single day before the, like a holiday started. It would just be, hey, you know, whatever their name is, Joshua Smith here at Remax at the time, but my home group now, um, uh, happy Friday. Hope you have a, a great weekend, you know, whatever. Um, and, but it always ended with, just so you know, I'm around, I'm available. If you need anything, whatever it is, you need a notice posted, you need an, an occupancy check, you need a BPO, whatever it is that you need and you can't get a hold of your agent or can't get a hold of, of your preferred partners, I'm available. Here's my cell number. 
just in case, because I had young kids at the time, just in case I'm changing a diaper, here's my wife's cell phone number, right? And you can just call her, to, she'll know who you are, you know, right? Um, she'll get the phone and make sure I get it. And you can rely on me, right? Um, and I did this every, every Friday and every holiday for six months straight before I got my first REO, right? Um, but dude, going into Christmas, hey, just want to wish you and the family Merry Christmas. Hey, just so you know, I'm available. Even if it's Christmas morning and you have something that you need done, I'm available. Like I knew, like I know real estate agents, man. Like, I mean, it's, it's an industry where, where so very few are professionals. I mean, all of you that are watching, listen to this are professionals and that's why you're watching, listening. But 99% of the, our industry isn't going to take the time to listen to a podcast because they're fucking busy binging Netflix or some stupid shit. Right. For sure. um, so, so like, I know that none of, like, I know my, my competition. I know they're going to fucking drop the ball at some point. I just got to be ready, but also that continuous follow-up, right? Just the pain and pleasure. Like I'm just waiting. Like I know what they wanted. I know what their pain is that they're experiencing. I know eventually that pain is going to get deep enough where they give me a shot. But then me also hitting them every Friday and every holiday, not stopping, proved my consistency, you know, right? Um, uh, and that ended up resulting in the 35 asset management companies. So very quickly, I was able to go from, you know, top traditional agent to that falling off to be one of the top REO agents in the country, Right. Um, same thing with when I got in there with hedge funds or iBuyers now today, you know, right? They need properties. So I'm going to go out there and, and identify who the contact is there. I'm going to start feed them every listing I have. Then I'm going to start going to other agents that I know in the area and be like, hey, any home that you get before it hits the marketplace, shoot me the information, shoot me the pictures, right? Before you list it, I'll get you a cash offer before it even hits the market. You, if a buyer or a seller accepts it or not, like, you know, but at least you have a cash offer and a backup offer. And if your seller accepts it, I'll give you 50% of the Cobra commission back to you. So they'd get, let's just say four and a half percent. I get two and a half or one and a half percent. Right. But all I'm doing is trading emails, right? These I buyers and, and hedge funds are doing their own inspections. I don't do shit, but just trade emails, you know? Right. So then now all of a sudden I'm floating them 20 offers a day. Some of those are going to pop. Right. But then they see you now as an asset. Right. And then it's a, you know, right. Like one, one of my teammates is doing yep. do five deals a, a month that they're just sending them that are, their buyer, a buyer that is through their network, they're <laughs> buying one of their homes. This is with open door. Um, but it's just like, hey, dude, like we don't have an in-house agent to write this offer. Can you write it for us? Yep. And can pay us a commission, you know, right? So you so it doesn't matter what it is or or what your tactic is that you're going after. You gotta dial in with the pain and pleasure and constantly, constantly, constantly communicating that. You know, right? Um, so understand the pain and pleasure. And then when it comes to identifying your lead generation sources, um, you know, again, make sure that your, your, who you're going after, that, that's where their eyeballs are at. That's what they're partaking in, right? So for me, I mean, we essentially do two things on our real estate team in our business, right? Um, which is outside of past client repeat referral business, which we get a lot of because we've been in business 15 years, but is open houses and uh, targeted Facebook ads. Right, because that's where their eyeballs are at, dude. That's what they're doing. They're out there visiting the neighborhoods, checking them out, right? And we get a lot of people coming through open houses, um, uh, and then uh, Facebook ads, right? And I already talked about the Facebook ads, but then again, this key keeps kind of breaking down and applying through all the steps, you know, right? So again, open houses—that is the tactic, right? My strategy is my effective plan to leverage this tactic. So as I said before, like, I'm always like, how do I win twice? How do I get paid twice? Right? So do I go after for sale by owners to offer to do open houses on their listings, right? Um, give them any leads that come in. And even if somebody wants to buy it, I'll even give them the buyer, 
right now. Some people are like, Oh, I'm not working for free. Dude, the percentage of motherfuckers that buy that house is so, it's small, so small, you know, right. Um, so you get the open house, you get the storefront, right. Um, and then we end up listing 32% of the for sale by owners within four weeks of doing that open house. Right. Uh, so because we've articulately improved to them that we're an asset, you know, right now we don't get it right for the open house, but they see us working for them. Then from there, I just, posi- I'm, I, when, when I reach out to them, like I'm never um, trying to get their business. And I tell them right up front, Hey, I respect what you're doing. I honor what you're doing. Um, trying to sell your house, avoid the commission, you know, right. Whatever. And, and I, I agree with them, right. It's like, look, I understand where you're coming from, man. When I sell my own homes, I hate paying that big commission too. So believe me, I get what you're doing. And that by no means or at any time in our relationship, will I ever ask you for a commission or ever ask for a listing, right? I've actually got a win-win program that can help both of us out. Right. So I pitch with mega open houses, how I'll drive a lot of traffic to them, give them the leads. But then I have resource packets that I give them blank purchase contracts, seller's guides, all vendor contact information, right? We have, um, like we teach them how to do their own ads, respond to leads, you know, like all this stuff. And then I'm just checking in. How's it going every week? Check it. How are you doing? How are you doing? You know, right. How's it going? I'm just here to, here to be your resource, man. How, how are you doing? You know, right. Cause I know at some point they go with that self-discovery process. They're going to need it. Right. But I also have my open house. And then from the open house, it's like, be smart about it. Like, okay. Um, uh, I got to make sure that I'm doing open houses where my ideal client is going to, you know, right? Like where they're moving to. So I'm very specific about the houses that I do them on. Is it in demand? Is it what they want? Right. Um, then from there, I start breaking down the process. Okay. Step number one is I got to get traffic to the door. So how can I maximize getting traffic to the door, right? With your signage, with your marketing, all of that. Right. Then from there, okay. Once they get in the door, next step is I need to get them to sign in. You know, right. So we set a table three feet from when they walk in, you know, right. We have banner, like a, when they walk into our open house, well, like, you know, 60 to hundred signs out there, flags, banners, but the first banner that they see as they're walking in the entryway before they enter the front door is a retractable banner that says, you know, come in, sign, uh, uh, come, uh, uh, you know, come in, sign in, take a look around, fall in love, make an offer. And then underneath that, these are like bullet points underneath that is this home isn't for you. Let us know and we'll help you find your dream home. Right. And then right on the front door is a sign that says per seller's request for security purposes, please sign in. They open that door and then bam, three feet in front of their path is another sign that says for per security purposes, please sign in with our sign in sheets and another retractable banner next to that. So we get without even asking, right. We get uh, just over 80% of people to sign in with accurate, accurate information as they're coming through. All right. Well then from there, the next, now they're a lead. You know, right? Okay, my next step is now that a lead is I need to develop a connection with them. So we're very intentional about the tour and connecting with us out of the house. Like, I don't need to be like, oh, here's a bedroom, here's a bathroom. Here's, like, no shit. They get that. They can see that. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, comes back to the, the Ford analogy from, from Dale Carnegie, right? So, fam, find out about their family, occupation, recreation, dreams, meaning, you know, uh, uh, their home buying dreams or home selling dreams, right? So, I always open the, the conversation up with, you know, what is it about the neighborhood that you like so much? What is it about the area that you like so much? Oh, our kids go to school down the street. We want to be closer to their school. Oh, that's awesome. What school do they go to? How many kids do you have? What, you know, yeah, right. Oh, do you also work nearby? Where do you currently live? Yeah, right. So like how I get recreation is just any big plans for the weekend? Uh, no, nah, just kind of relax. Oh, cool. That's, we got to get some R&R time. That's important. You know, what do you guys normally do for fun in the area? You know, right. Like I'm trying to find all this stuff out. Now, then when it gets to the dream home, I found, and this is really important. This doesn't apply to just open houses, but anything. You got to go deeper with your questions, right? So, and this again comes to marketing strategy, but, um, uh, you know, a, a mentor of mine, Russ Rafino, who's one of the best in the high ticket game, best in the world in the high ticket game, 
uh, for sales. Um, so uh, he calls it band-aids and bullet holes, right? Like a band-aid is I want four bedrooms, three bath, 2,500 square feet, right? The, like the bullet hole is the emotional why, the emotional reason behind that. So when you're asking him that, like, why is that important to you? Oh, I, you know, we want, we want a bigger home. We want four bed, three bed, you know, whatever. Why is that important? Well, you know, it's, as a kid, I grew up, man, had to share a, a room with my brothers and, and whatever, man. I've always wanted to give my kids each their own bedroom. And plus, you know, I get to work from home a couple of days a week. So I really need a private office where I can be productive there. Because it also, if I get I'm productive there and get my work done, that allows me to spend more time with family. You know, okay, great. Well, I want to be closer to my work at my kid's school. Why is that important? Well, we currently live, it, it, dude, I got to commute an hour a day um, each way. To, to get to work and back. And that's two hours a day out of my life where I'm not able to spend time with my family, you know, right? So now it's like, I'm not here to sell my house. Like I'm here to, to buy them two hours and get them two hours bought back a day with their family each and every day to create those memories, right? To give them a space where the kids each get a bedroom, they get that home office where they enjoy their, you know, right? Like it totally changes the dynamic of the conversation, right? But then also now it's like, most real estate is because the follow-up game is so important after an open house, right? So now I can have high-level conversations and that follow-up, those conversations, right? Property alert searches that you're sending plus the phone call conversations is a whole deeper level, right? But then remember though, you're doing the tour before they leave, right? Because what's the, the sole purpose of having a lead in your system is what? To set an appointment. That's the only reason they exist in your business. So they're already a lead the second they sign in, right? Now you're connecting, warming them up. Now you go to set the appointment before they leave. Right. So then it's very simple. What did you think about this home? Does it meet your needs or are you looking for something different? Uh, you know, it doesn't have exactly what we're looking for. We're looking for this. Okay, great. And just so you know, my sole purpose of being here and doing this open house is to not sell you on this property. If the property worked great for you, that's great. And we could have that conversation. Um, but with it not working for you, my sole purpose of doing this open house is to find home buyers just like yourself that are looking to, to purchase here in the area and go out there and find you exactly what you're looking for and find you your dream home, uh, regardless whether it's this house or another. Yeah, right. I know three homes I think would be perfect for you. I get out of your three. I can meet you back at four. Go check those homes out that work for you. Right now, most people are going to say no to that. They got plans, right? Oh, hey, no worries. I know it's short notice. What is your, what is your schedule look like tomorrow? Right. I've got some availability tomorrow. Does that work for you? No, you know, right. Still no, but it's like, I know I'm the average person. I'm getting five no's before I get a yes. I'm just trying to get those motherfuckers out of the way. You know, right. Um, but this is, I'm not saying to do open houses or Facebook ads. I'm just trying to give you guys examples of how to apply marketing strategy, right? Um, to maximize your overall business. Um, but the last point I want to hit on here before I shut up and, and let Kevin talk um, is uh, 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 less equals more, right? So I see so many people that are like, oh, dude, you know, identify eight lead generation sources or whatever. And it's like, dude, look, I want two. You know, outside, outside of my past clients for influence, right? Like, I want two that I can go so damn deep on, right? Like, imagine the whole open house process that I just talked to you guys about. And I didn't even talk about the follow-up or the pre-marketing, you know, right? I mean, it's taken us 30 to 40 hours with the follow all, all, all combined for one open house, right? Um, but that's how we convert one out of 10 leads from our open houses, right? So a very high conversion ratio. Our lead, my, that's, my, that's my, like, top agent numbers, right? Team average of one out of 15 um, with the open houses. Um, but I'm going to go deep on this stuff. Then again, with Facebook marketing, like, dude, I know Facebook is good as any human being that I've met yet inside real estate or outside of real estate. But dude, I mean, I, I invest an insane amount of time learning it. But if I have eight things I'm trying to do, I can't learn them all. I can't master them all. Right. So don't become a jack of all trades. Like, man, commit to two things, do them consistently, 
truly master and become the best person in your space at those two things. Um, and you just end up dominating. Well, dude, I can tell you that's not just from the podcast and like interviewing so many top agents around the country, but um, just getting to know so many top agents around the country, everybody who's doing massive business, you ask them where their business comes from. They're only naming two things. Like they might name three, but like to your point, if they name three, one of them is always going to be past clients. Like that's just going to be part of, part of their part of it. So like it's, the research is pretty clear on this anyways. This came out a long time ago even, and it's still true today. Like it's two, maybe three sources of business, no more. And I think that's num number one. It's because you, if you go more than that, then that means you're probably following like, you know, you're probably fo following the shiny object and you're not getting deep at all on anything. Um, and so if, you know, the one thing I would say is for the listeners out there, who think that they might have five or six or seven or eight sources of business. It's not that you don't have those sources of business, but be careful what you think is actually bringing you business and where you put your focus, right? Uh, as an example, like you're real clear, it's open houses and it's Facebook, right? Outside of your sphere and past clients. But if for some reason, like you are, you're closing a couple, uh, I don't know, canceled expireds a month and you start to believe that you're a canceled expired agent. And that's like, you know, 1% of your business. I, I've seen people like chase that down a rabbit hole because they identify it as a certain like, I'll call it canceled expired agent or a social media agent or whatever they refer to themselves. And they go so far down that rabbit hole of something that's not even really bringing them business. And they miss the opportunity to go deep on the two things that really do bring them the majority of their business. And to me, what I've heard from you throughout this whole conversation, Josh, is like, it's really good with the basics, man. I, I believe that what you've done, like now you're like a master, you're, you're a weirdo because you understand all the systems and the, and all the stuff that goes together on the back end as much, just as much as you are a vision guy. But what I've heard is like, you've absolutely mastered basics and everything that you talked about today, you went super deep on stuff that are basics where I think most of us in this industry, like we tend to skip over a lot of that stuff. And for you, what I, what I've just heard, is you go deep on the basics in every single piece of this business. And that's, that's probably why you've been able to sell, like, would you say over 6,000 houses now, you know, in 15 years, like that's it. That's insane, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's uh, one thing I've discovered, you know, we all discover this stuff the hard way, unfortunately, but um, there is no magic pill. There's no shiny penny, man. It's he or she that yeah. masters those fundamentals, master the basics. So I just had a, a two hour long conversation with Bob Lacido. Right, right before I jumped on this interview with you. So Bob Lacito is the number one real estate agent on the fucking planet, not just for Keller Williams, but yeah. also, I mean, the, the dudes. <laughs> I know Bob. I know him personally. He's good, man. They get, the dude sells a ton of real yeah. estate, a ton. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he did 2,800 home sales in, in 2018. I don't know. He, he grew like 35 or some percent last year. I don't know the final number they hit for 2019, but insane, right? So I was talking to him. I'm like, Hey dude, like what, what's your focus for 2020, right? For, for, and we still got into lead generation. Um, now what's, what's cool about Bob is, is, you know, like I stepped out of production six years ago, so I don't sell real estate. Like if my mom's buying a house. She goes through one of my real estate agents on my team. My job is to make sure that they're equipped with the best systems training support possible and coach them and help them. Right. Um, but Bob is still, he's out there door knocking three hours a week. And doing, you know, he's doing, doing there's like 50 open houses a year. But I, I asked know. him, like, what are you doing in 2020? He's like, door knocking expireds, you know, right? Um, and uh, uh, open houses. 2,800 home sales in a year. It's you know, bananas, right? yeah. 
you know, it's crazy. And then, like you said, man, of course we have other business that's coming in from, you get some sign calls, you get, you know, right. I'm um, not saying that I won't do other things that I can't build off of these, you know, like, okay, I've got an effective expired letter that gets sent out. Um, and we just had that, you know, can be outsourced to an assistant that just gets sent out. We hit them day number one and then every 21 days for six months and then every six months for two years. Um, and it's got a great ROI. It's like a 16 X ROI. Right. Um, but, uh, but because that's automated through an assistant, I'm able to, it just comes in, it's a come listen call, you know, right. Okay. Uh, when I get those expires. Right. Um, but as you mentioned, alluded to a moment ago, like last year, that was like 4% of our sales. Right. I mean, a lot of that's, we've had it where it's much higher, but inventory so low. Right. So, I mean, there's going to, you can start adding things on, but also you got to understand when you're, when you're talking to people that do have more than two lead generation sources, you know, there are cats like Kevin and I that have a lot of support, a lot of team, uh, you know, a lot of teammates market, you know, inside, you know, uh, uh, marketing staff that's doing this stuff for us. We're not trying to do it all on our own, you know, right. But still today, like I could drop all those other things and only do open houses and, and, and our Facebook. Cause I mean, it's, over 90% of our business, new business, just those two combination of those two things um, each, each and every year. Yeah, man. Uh, I love, I love how gone, how deep you've gone on that stuff. All right, man, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, I want to talk about, it's funny, you and I, we, we connected, a, I don't know, a couple months ago. Uh, it turns out we're, we are putting on separate events at basically the same time, a little overlap, but luckily not full overlap. Cause I convinced you to come speak at, at my event too. Um, so do me a favor, quickly tell us about, uh, what you have going on here in April in Phoenix. And if there's a way for people to still register for that, how would they check that out? And then, uh, I'll quickly kind of talk about what you're doing, uh, on our event, if that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. So every, every six months I do a, a private in-person mastermind here in Phoenix, um, which is, uh, we usually have about 300 in attendance. Um, but these are my private uh, mentorship coaching clients all throughout the country. So it's not open to the public. Um, uh, we do have, so if you wanted to come to it, um, and you know, one of the differences of, of our mastermind, it's two days, 12 hours each day, nothing being sold, no pitches. It's a mastermind. Love it. Yeah. You know, right. Like we're interactive, we're growing business. Like it, it's, it's intense. Be the most intense mastermind you ever, you ever go to. Right. But you have to, be in the coaching program to go. We don't open up to the general public. So, um, and right now with my coaching program, my mastery bootcamp. Uh, so if you want to be mentored or coached by me right now, enrollment's closed. So you can't get in right now. Um, but if you go to masterybootcamp.com, uh, you can learn more about it and you can book a discovery call through there and they can give you my, my, uh, inside uh, sales team will give you an idea of, answering your questions about it, giving you an idea of uh, when enrollment's going to be opening. We get you on a list if you want to join. And just so you guys know, we, and I have this in my real estate team too, and this is really important for all those things that we just talked about. Uh, one of the best things I did in my business from a marketing standpoint is um, instituting and implementing a 100% absolute zero pressure policy. And we push that with everything that we do. Like people don't want to be pushed. They don't want to be judged. They don't want to be sold. Right. Um, so we're very strict on that. So like if, if you ever push and pressure by my, you know, my, my sales team, let me know and I'll fire them. You know, right. So it's hassle free, pressure free. If it's a fit for you. Great. If not, that's cool too. Um, and like I said, we, because I'm running my team and so forth, I'm not a full-time coach. 
Uh, I'm only able to open up enrollment about every 90 days. Um, but you can get information there at masterybootcamp.com. That's awesome, man. And you guys, Josh is one of the best. Uh, I've seen his content. I've seen what he's done. Like, luckily the advantage I have is we are in the same marketplace. So occasionally we do get to see, see each other in person. Um, like he's like, I've got all of his materials that it's, it's dope. So I'll just say that. And which is, which is exactly why we asked him to come back. So NLA live is coming up April. It's, it's essentially 24th and 25th. So, uh, we're, we're advertising it as the 23rd through the 25th, but the content days will be the 24th and 25th, uh, here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Josh is going to be speaking on the 25th and our theme this year is around not just like surviving disruption. Cause there's a lot of disruption and it's funny because I talked to agents from other parts of the country who like they know about open door and offer pad and Zillow. Like they see it a little bit, like maybe it's even in their market and they're starting to buy and sell some homes there, but they don't know what like you and I experience here in Phoenix where you can't escape it, where they do a thousand transactions a month between the buy side and the sell side. Uh, and so this year's theme of our conference is around being able to survive as an agent, because I fully believe, I don't, I don't think we're going away as real estate agents, but I think the pretenders are going away for sure. And I think there's gonna be a lot less realtors five years from now. And I, I know for sure I'm still going to be one. Josh will still be one. And we'll have, uh, we'll have like, I think the cream will rise to the top. And so our whole theme this year is around upping our game, making sure we're not disrupted by the disruptors uh, and the people that are serious. Don't just survive it, but like kind of thrive in that. So Josh is going to be a speaker for us on day two, he came out to our first NLA live event uh, that we held in 2018 in Las Vegas. Absolutely crushed it with a ton of good content. And so we're stoked that uh, we could have him back again this year in 2020. Yeah, I can't wait to It's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun, man. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a ton of fun. We got a lot of good stuff uh, planned for that. And so I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to get to there. And um, all right, guys, so masterybootcamp.com is the website. Josh, is there anywhere else that people should reach out to you or uh, if they want to just go consume more of your content? Uh, his podcast is, by the way, guys, it's, it's excellent. Uh, it's GSD mode. Check that out for sure. Uh, but where else should people reach out, Josh? Yeah, I would just say the website's at gsdmode.com. And you guys, I mean, look, is, is real estate agents, I mean, we're, we're all in the same boat. Everybody's trying to sell us some shit 24-7, and I hate that. Like, I used to hate nothing more than going to pay 500 bucks to, to a Craig Proctor, you know, conference seminar, and then the whole time he's trying to upsell me a $2,000 monthly coaching product, and, like, there's no value offer at, or, you know, shit like that, right? It's... um uh so I hate that shit and, and something that I will, I refuse to do to others, you know, right. So um, just like all the great free stuff that Kevin's creating, I think that this is one of the reasons why you see so many top producers that get to kind of, you know, a, a giving stage in their career, because number one, like we would never have created the success that we've created without amazing mentors giving to us that didn't charge us, that didn't, that just out of their heart that gave back to us because guess what? They had a fucking mentor that helped them you know, right. And you get to the yep. point where it's like, you owe it to your mentors to give back to this industry. Right. So, um, uh, uh, anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but at gsdmode.com, that's the best place to connect on there. So that's, we release content Monday through Friday podcast interviews, just like, like Kevin's doing. Plus uh, I do two weekly episodes, one on mindset, one on a real estate tip. Um, but there's a lot of other resources on there, right? I have a three hour online masterclass where I actually walk you through and show you all my inside systems I use in my business, walk you through like, how's my CRM set up? How, how do trackers look? 
like the, the shit that we're always told to do, but it, we, we shut down because of overwhelm, yeah. you know, right? Um, and I give you like everything in there, you know, right? Like it's like a 200 slide deck, you know, presentation. I'm walking you through showing you my business, all the stuff that we went in depth in on today. I go much deeper and, you know, because it's three hours I'm able to. Um, uh, but then I, I give you all the guides, the slide deck and, and instructions and directions of how to go out there and, and implement that and have that success. And again, all that stuff's for free. Um, no opt-ins on, on, you know, watch all the content on the page, just epic free shit to help you guys grow your business and give back to an industry that changed my life. So gsdmode.com. Uh, you can also check me on YouTube. It's all pretty much the same content as gsdmode.com other than I can't put the free tools in there and the resources, but that's just type in Joshua Smith GSD. Um, and you'll see me that's say connect with me anywhere on social YouTube, whatever. Awesome, man, guys. I'll just tell you this. Cause, um, Josh has done so much for me <clears throat> and, uh, he's, uh, he's, dude, he's just a good guy. He gives back to the whole industry. So, um, go check his stuff out for sure. Come see him at NLA live in April. Uh, if you are a member of his, uh, coaching community, obviously you already know about those, uh, boot camps and the masterminds plug into those because, as you know, if you've been touched by Josh, you know that he's got a lot to give and he, he kind of gives uh, freely, which is one of the reasons why I think we get along so well. So um, Josh, thanks a ton for being here, brother. I appreciate you taking the time to make a second appearance here on the Next Level Podcast. And uh, I will talk to you again soon, my man. Yep. It's an honor, man. Truly appreciate it. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Uh, peace. And action. Ow! Hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com slash referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them.